Here we are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We have with us a quintuple threat. I can't, it's almost like I can't even count the number of talents that Rivka Reyes has. Writer, actor, musician, singer, uh, director, too. I, either way, the list is so long. Comedian, all of the things that Rivka does. Comedian, um, because oh, tarot card reader, tarot card reader, tarot card reader. Yeah, that's true. I think what you're getting at is that I'm a threat in yes. general. Just a <laughs> threat but, but, but like, overall. The best kind of threat. The best kind of threat. A creative, a creative threat. Uh, a creative, um, a creative force. And uh, there's so many things to talk about with uh, Rivka, as they are now a member of the Corman uh, family, a uh, member of the Friday Night Movie family. Um, uh, and that, and and but I want to start first with how I got introduced to Rivka, which is through a post from Katie Gavin's singer of a band that we talk about all the time, Muna, um, and. Uh, Katie Gavins posted that this very cool short film was going to be made. And I immediately jumped in to learn more about it and, and got excited and supported it. And Rivka, you're right in the process of post-production right now of, of making Gianna. I, I don't want to not do it justice by trying to describe it. So could you just go ahead and and tell us all about Gianna? I'd love to. Uh, Gianna is a horror comedy about a woman who uh, manifests her inner saboteur to come to life. And the inner saboteur tries to uh, kill her. <laughs> <laughs> so, which so is what it's a light movie. Yeah, lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're saying that it's a cross between Jennifer's Body and Fight Club. Um, it's aesthetically gorgeous and also grungy. Um, it's cringe. It's comedy. It's sexy. It's dangerous. And it is kind of this piece that I wrote in the hopes that we would make it and people who are interested in my work see it and go, oh, okay, this is what this person's about. Like, what more do you have? So it is kind of like a sneak peek into the window of the Rivka Reyes cinematic universe. That's amazing because uh, all of those things are things that I, I know I love. I think we all love, but I, I, I really yes, love. Yes, we all love. We definitely So where love. does the inspiration for something so unique come from? I mean, obviously within you, but are there particular threads from, from your life that, that you really feel like are, are playing out in this story? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I love a good psychological thriller and I used to drink and do a lot of drugs like our, um, film's protagonist, Gina. And, um, a little over five years ago, I stopped doing all of that and it, I haven't picked it back up since. And um, I just uh, like to think of that voice in the back of my head that tells me, hey, you could probably take a drink again. Like that, that would be fine. Um, as this 
baddie, like mean girl who I like desperately want to be a person that I'm also afraid of a person that I kind of have a crush on. Like, I'm like, ugh, like, okay. So this is kind of embarrassing, but go with me on this. I, um, when I was in, uh, I think early in high school, I was still pretty awkward. I was still really afraid of talking to people that I had crushes on. Um, and in my diary, I would write out scenes uh, from my life as they went. And then I would write them out as um, a cooler, hotter version of me named Nicolette would do. Um, oh, that's and- amazing. So, yeah, some would call it amazing. Some would call it like maybe signs of borderline personality disorder. Uh, but I like or extraordinary creativity. I mean, yeah, we're that, not that's what I call it. So, you know, so, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll go with. I definitely. With yeah, I've, I've definitely had a therapist try to diagnose me with borderline and it I don't relate to it. It's not a, a thing for me at all, especially like you know, in early sobriety, you're going through drug withdrawal and like alcohol withdrawal. And you're probably going to be a completely different person if you, you know, continue to do the work. And as I've continued to like work on myself, like it literally is just like substance abuse disorder and like alcoholism that I have. Um, I don't really agree with any of the other diagnoses, diagnoses that I've received. Um, you know, maybe a little mania every once in a while, but not to get too, too into that, LOL. Um, yeah, but I would write out these scenarios um, as I wish they would have happened um, in like interior, because I've been working on set since I was a child. So I've like, I know what a script for a screenplay mm-hmm. looks like. And this is like me at 14 writing like interior St. Ignatius College Prep High School hallway. Um, you know, I bump into the uh, redacted and <laughs> <laughs> at the locker and redacted gently brushes my shoulder with. It's like your own dad, fan fiction. You know, literally writing my own fan fiction <laughs> yeah. of myself. And Nicolette or whatever her name was I think it was literally Nicolette um I gave her like a cool posh like gossip girl name literally like a cross between gossip girl and Hogwarts very elitist very snobby I was definitely like the odd person out and like having attention on me from having recently starred in a huge successful movie and then coming into that school and people kind of knowing that I was on scholarship, like, you know, it was just like a weird vibe. Um, and it was like a, a place where I could go <laughs> to kind of just um, project what I wanted my life to look like. Um, little did I know I was writing short films, like, <laughs> and, um, and then with Gianna, like when I was building this character at first, I was going to have her be kind of this, like, um, slovenly, like, rock of love, party girl kind of character with, like, big lip fillers and giant titties and, you know, bad hair extensions. But I ended up going in a different direction and making her, like, how I want to look and mm. giving her the... Um, body that I want to have and giving her the wardrobe that I want to have. Um, and that when I was in early sobriety and when I was in my dorky, you know, freshman year of high school, awkward phase, um, I saw girls like 
Gianna and was like, I want to be that girl. Because I think that that is what that inner saboteur is. It's like this tempting, seductive voice that isn't always necessarily going to be like, you're a dumb piece of shit. Like, it's going to it's smarter like, than that. Like, right. It's much yeah. smarter than that. Yeah. It knows how to get you. And, and, and my, it's not just like the traditional devil angel, right. That you always see no. on the shoulders, right. The, mm-hmm. Do the good thing. Do the it bad sounds thing. like it's more like a, more like a cult leader, like some sort of dangerous, seductive person who offers you these like wonderful things or treasures, but that... in exchange for your soul. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Right, no, that is yeah. exactly who it is. And having played a cult leader before in a musical, like I, I definitely, <laughs> I think that is an archetype I wear really well. Um, you know, it's funny cause on set I had a more, I, I had more ease playing Gianna who is like a heightened hyper feminine, uh, hyper sexual like version of myself. Um, than I did playing Gina, but I think that's probably because Gina is like actually a little further away from who I am today. Um, Mm -hmm. It is more of like a, um, it's more of like a ghost of a a past self. Wow. So I'm curious then um, the process of making the film for you, being that it comes from such a personal space of dealing with this inner saboteur, was it, cathartic healing was it something else entirely because you're saying that you you do actually feel further away from the character that you wrote that was shocking to me too I was like oh like Gianna's gonna be hard to play but I actually was just like immediately dropped in the second I had the outfit Mm -hmm. on and the Mm -hmm. hair like I I did end up having hair extensions for Gianna (laughs) but they aren't bad they don't look like hair extensions they look like my hair um, and, and the second I had her, uh, wardrobe and makeup and all that on, I was like, oh no, this is like, this is, this is second nature. <laughs> I can really lean into this. It's like um, armor, right? No, it's it, like... it was extremely, yeah. And like, it was extremely cathartic to play out certain parts of it again. Like, you know, it is a, a there is like a lesbian romance aspect to it and, I got to cast it and like, you know, I got to write, uh, for, um, an actor that I really, really respect, but also is like one of the hottest people on the entire planet, (laughs) Ludlow. And, and I got really excited to like write that part, um, with them in mind, like, and, (laughs) you know, getting to, um, uh, I don't know if that sounds psycho or not, but like getting to, uh, act the breakup of my dreams <laughs> like this is exactly how I want most of my mm-hmm. breakups are not dramatic at all they're very like amicable or you know now especially in sobriety it's just like hey this just didn't work out and that's okay and like you know if you don't want me to contact you ever again I completely understand and vice versa um I haven't had like a screaming match breakup since I think college um but <laughs> Like getting to write a dramatic um, partnership uncoupling uh, and getting to play that was actually quite cathartic for me. And getting to uh, write a therapy session between myself and Margaret Cho, who plays my therapist. I I was just going to get to Margaret Cho, by the way. That's such a legend, icon, genius that you got to work with. She's so good. She's so good. Yeah. Especially I, as a I, therapist. So, that sounds perfect. Yeah. And I want like Margaret getting to Cho write as my therapist. The, the I'd love of, like, Margaret Cho as my therapist. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. she's not a therapist in real life. Right. Um, apparently. We all wish it's not a documentary. Um, but like the inspiration for her character was that I was working with before I had like great health insurance. Um, I was working with a like therapy student who um, was all I could afford because she was like 20 bucks a session. And I was just like, this works for me. Um, and, you know, she was, she would be like, uh, uh, like ordering Postmates in the background and you could hear like her, her roommate, like <laughs> out of the sessions on wow. Zoom. And I was just like, oh what's God. her life? Like, what is her deal? Um, you know, she'd be like, oh, you, you shouldn't, you, you're not supposed to hear this. This is supposed to be private. Okay. Yeah. Go, go over there, Melissa. And I'd be like, <laughs> that's crazy. So I was like, that is definitely the therapist that this protagonist would have. And who better <laughs> to play that kind of like half-assed therapist <laughs> than the legendary Margaret, Margaret Cho. She was my first choice as was Elizabeth. And, and I was really like, blessed to have gotten my first choice for all of the cast that that that's amazing that's incredible uh, one of the things and i'm sure it speaks well like i say i'm sure i'm sure it speaks to the script i'm sure when people read it they wanted to be anyways all to say i'm very excited i'm very excited to see it when well and it just it's, just if i could pull that through just for one second because I, I had sorry, sorry to interrupt you but i wanted to say sorry. that like, we're being very polite by the way yes. we've got yeah, most people sorry. we just like, talk over the each audience other wants us to yell at each other so just you know that we're behaving as polite, I think, behavior. as we've ever behaved for a guest. Um, but just to pull on Becky's third, I think that, like, what you were saying about the breakup and getting to write that and act that out, where better than in your own art than in real life? Because, like, real, you know, better to have it exist in yeah. this art space where you get to play all these different versions than have it actually invade your real life where you all clearly yeah. have worked very hard and it's very admirable to be in the space that you are right now and let it happen in the art which is i think great because then everybody else gets to enjoy it too and kind of mm -hmm. succumb to the sabotage yeah. a little bit so i'm my sure my partner and i were spread. talking about this the other day but like you know we were watching a um a television program about lesbians where they're all messy and they all cheat on each other and they all fuck each other's friends and exes and the l you know, word i think <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it. Uh, oh. <laughs> if that's what you think that show is, yeah, okay. totally. Uh, <laughs> Lily, protect people's professional courtesy. Oh not <laughs> me. I, I love the Lily has no you. filter. I love no. this show. I love it too. Yeah, I watch it, it like fully. I, I watch that show every week. I, the second it comes out, I'm like, let's watch it. Um, but we were watching it and, you know, we looked at each other. I was like, I'm so glad we're not messy like these hoes. Like, I'm so <laughs> glad we're not messy like that. And, and, but we know people in real life. Like we know girls and, and queer, you know, folks who are in the dating scene who are messy like that. Messy as fuck. Like I know a girl who went to a birthday party. She wasn't invited to and tried to fuck every single person that was there, including the birthday girl, but save the birthday girl for last, which I'm like, interesting <laughs> choice uh i would have gone for the birthday girl first um you know and 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 like uh, we looked at each other and we were like thank god we're not messy like those those characters and like some of our friends but the the beautiful thing is exactly what you said like i get to be messy in my work i get to write messy characters i get to play messy characters i get to you know hopefully i i get to play a messy lesbian on the l word one day i think that would be, oh, sick and, like, be up amazing. my alley yeah um 
but yeah, I like to keep that drama and that mess for the stage and for the screen, you know, and for the page that I'm writing on. And like, I like my music to, you know, be kind of a lightning rod for my anxiety and my, um, my messiness and my characters that I write. Yeah. For, for, you know, the various, uh, projects that are kind of just chilling in my Google, uh, drive waiting for somebody to give me money to make them, you know? Um, but all, I think there is like kind of a common thread with all of my characters that it, they are kind of this like, yeah, lightning rod for my bad girl, you know, ghost of my past. Um, so, and, and uh, yeah, I had, I will say one more thing, just like one of my favorite acting coaches I've ever had, her name's Audrey Francis. She's like from Chicago. She's the, um, artistic director of Steppenwolf and we work together there. Um, she always says that acting is the one place that you get to fight, fuck, cry, kiss, cheat without any consequences. And I like, yeah. (laughs) So on the, so we were talking about mental health. We were talking about this messiness. So on the Gianna funding page, by the way, which is seedandspark.com slash fund slash Gianna G-A. G-I-A-N-N-A. I'm not a very good speller. Is that, did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, you got it right. And, and if, you know, if you don't want to type all that out, you can just put Gianna.movie and it's oh, G-I-A-N-N-A awesome. dot movie, how movie's so, spelled. And it, sh- it takes you right there. Oh, great. So Gianna.movie. M-O-V-I-E. Thanks. <laughs> so I'm the worst speller shy. of the three siblings by far. <laughs> we all have our, we'll we'll have our superhero our, team. Everyone has their strength thing that's that nice. they bring to the table there's a line in the description that says that this it's a queer mental health story that isn't trauma porn and uh i was drawn to that in the description when um when katie had originally posted and i i love the idea of of artists challenging what they view as the traditional way particular characters are portrayed and told um how you mentioned that you want to that, that you're grateful for not being that way in your life. How is Gianna going to be different than, than the trauma porn that exists without yeah. giving us away um, the, you know, you don't have to give us away like any spoilers, but. Well, I think that I, I like to take kind of the ugly parts of life and make them funny. I think depression's hilarious. Like it, it it's insidious and alcoholism, same thing. It's like insidious, but I look back now at some of the things that I did, said, texted, people that I did, like, <laughs> and, and I laugh at my choices. And, you know, there there are some people um, that are so, like, I don't know. I feel like they're just, like, blocked by their own trauma from enjoying anything. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't need to see another like lesbian going through um mental illness psych ward trauma (laughs) you know in media at all like I don't need to see that and I definitely don't need to create it because that's not my experience of it my little grippy sock vacation was really fun and really weird (laughs) and you know I made some 
some friends they were ugly but like they you know they were cool uh they had cool life stories um and i i would rather you know see the not light side because it's all dark mental illness is like pretty dark but i would rather see it and be able to look back at it and go oh haha how silly i was um then like re-traumatize myself and re-traumatize other right, people right. use it as a right. as something that's hanging around your neck all the time uh, dragging yeah. you down so you yeah mentioned- like I, I early on in my recovery journey uh realized that like while i'm not responsible for some of the messed up stuff that happened to me you know i don't have a part in it necessarily what i do have a part in is like using my trauma as an excuse for years and years to be a bad girlfriend, to be a bad student, a bad daughter, a bad friend. And then I would go, oh, it's just because of my childhood trauma, or it's just because I did, you know, I had this horrible thing happen to me in a relationship. Um, And moving forward, I like don't want to be that person who uses the bad things that happened to me as like an excuse to stay a, a shitty person. That's so inspiring, and I feel like, I, I mean, more excited to see how Gianna's going to inspire other people that way, right? That's where I feel like we're we're going here, and maybe. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I appreciate uh, the, like, not taking yourself too seriously in the sense that, like, you can get a serious message across, and it's, I think it's a lot harder to do that through humor and a bit of, like, comedy or horror comedy or something that appears lighter but the message is just as important as serious and if you were to see it in sort of like this overdone tragedy and it's even you know i think more artistically difficult to do that but very appreciated for audiences who will get to enjoy it and receive your message at the same time which is pretty cool so you mentioned working with elizabeth face elizabeth faith ludlow who is extremely talented and amazing and is in a show that I loved, but maybe one of, I just talked about this on another podcast, my favorite musical moments in movies and TV. And Elizabeth Faith Ludlow is in the opening of the Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Oh my yeah. God. The opening, so good. The opening <laughs> scene. However much I've watched that show, I just, I rewatched that on a regular basis. I find that opening. It's so good. Opening, it's incredible. It's, it's wild. So well they done. made that so well. That show was so great. Me, my, my partner, um, like I think memorized the dance from that. Oh uh, like or parts of it for sure. And was like, they did this on purpose. They did this. So people would do TikToks with the opening. Dance <laughs> Jam- yeah, well, James Gunn genius. knows what he's doing. And Elizabeth Faith Ludlow has has the great middle finger dance move, which is just the, one of the coolest, the, the way that's delivered with this detached, uh, the, the detached kind of look look in their eye is, is awesome. Lo is so good at doing those, like just that kind of no thoughts behind the eyes. <laughs> like, and, that but, kind the, of but the body is just sending so many messages at the same time. So yeah. I love music and movies. And I discovered because of you, because you posted that you were in a film called Onyx, the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls, which was just at Sundance. 
Congratulations. I, I, I essentially, at this point, if you make a recommendation, I'm on board. So <laughs> you posted about it. I told Lily and Becky, I'm buying a ticket to see this. You should try to see it too. Um, and which uh, we 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 had a trouble getting tickets for it. Which, for the record, I actually yeah, was trying for a whole evening, and it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. It kept I, I'm also tech support. I'm also tech support for this family, and so. you were not available during the hours in which I was trying to watch. That's fair. Movie. But we, I'm sure we'll. we'll I'm excited well, to get a chance. This to see is it. like this is my new cult movie. This is my new PG Psycho Gorman. That was a movie from a couple years ago. I was really into. Um, yes, it has. An incredible use of music. Uh, th- this movie, aside from being hilarious, and it embodies the spirit of the old '80s horror, but horror that was fun to watch, not horror that was like terrifying to watch. Fright Night, Ghostbusters, that kind of a thing. It has just amazing musical moments. It's got Meatloaf. It's got American Tail. It's got Beetlejuice. I'm not gonna. I, I want to ask you everything about the Beetlejuice element of this, but I also don't want to spoil this film for anyone. So I'm. So just know I'm telepathically asking you about the Beetlejuice component. But I would just love, as a musician, uh, what was it like being in a film that had this like meta level of musical humor going on in it the whole time? I mean, I, I my first job was a music comedy film, so I am always here for it. Um, and. You know, this is now the second uh, film that I've done where we kind of just trusted the universe on like a a group or a person or uh, an entity giving us their song and just filming the footage with that song anyway (laughs) and not really having the rights in place until we did have to get them. Um, For School of Rock, that was the Immigrant Song. There's a famous video of Jack Black and... um, the crowd. The oh, I've seen it. Crowd. Yes. Yeah. Jack begging uh, Led Zeppelin to let <laughs> us use the immigrant song in the movie because we filmed the scene <laughs> using it and <laughs> we were going to do it anyway, um, unless they sued us. And then the same goes for the meatloaf song and for the Beetlejuice moment. Um, we, yeah, we definitely did film the, <laughs> the closing sequence of Onyx with the Beetlejuice uh, music playing in the background. And we, kind of just trusted that Harry Belafonte's people and Meatloaf's people were going to let us use those songs. Um, the final moment we shot some alts where we didn't use it, but um, I'm really, really glad that the the <laughs> rights were procured because, you know, the, they, they add so much heart to the film, I think. Absolutely. And, and heart, I want to get into heart. Cause so I watched this movie with my wife and, God bless her, Allie, Lily, and Becky. I know you don't understand her music, your her movie taste, but no. Onyx the Talisman of Soul. Almost fortuitous. Definitely not in her wheelhouse, I would say. When I said to her, This is our free time, the kids are asleep, let's watch this. She was, you know, cautiously on board. And as we're watching this film, one of the things she kept keying into Rivka was your performance as Mac Mackenzie. And Allie just loved how much of a good friend Mac was to Onyx. Um, and and Allie just kept saying, oh, thank God Rivka's character is so good to him. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's one of these, I think it's one of the most surprising moments about this film that has Satan worship and ghouls and 
and and could just be dark for dark's sake all the way through if it wanted to be but there's a sweetness and a genuine friendship that comes across between your characters and 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 you kill it you crush it you deliver it because that that could that it shows in your face it shows in the way your whole character your whole the arc of your character all the way to the end um is that something that uh you uh is that something you're drawn to is that something you connected to is it did that make you I'm more excited when about I the film. When I first read the script, I was immediately drawn to Mac and Onyx's friendship. Um, I I love playing characters that are kind of like loner wolves until they meet the right person and then they open up. Like, I mean, we get to see Mac really blossom throughout that story. And like, you know, we we when we meet Mac, they're you know, they've got a guard up, they're smoking the cigarettes and they always have their little sunglasses on kind of as like a, a protective um, uh, force field against other people's energies because Mac is, you know, before she before they're even diagnosed as like a mystic and a witch, they have like a strong sense of intuition where, you know, they can pretty much immediately, immediately tell that something's up with this uh, Bartok uh, and Farah, um, and the house and the retreat of it all. And, uh, I feel like Mac is a good foil to Onyx because Onyx is so high energy. And so like, uh, mile a minute says a lot. Mac naive too. Much. Na- na- naive, naive, optimistic. Max is sure. great balance. I want to see them continue to solve mysteries together. I do too. I mean, we've, we've, uh, without spoiling anything, we've set you guys up for a sequel. So <laughs> who knows, <laughs> who knows what'll happen. I mean, I hope we get a sequel. Well, um, I, I, I had also never heard of Andrew, um, Bowser, Bowser, right? Andrew Bowser is the artist. I had never heard of this person. So, and I watched your panel at Sundance where everybody talked about their entryway into this world of Andrew Bowser. And you had seen his, YouTube videos before, um, and maybe other people knew him, but I, I didn't even, I didn't know this character existed. I now, of course, am deep I'm into sure, the YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, deep into the lore. Yeah. I have no doubt. Very much Shai your bag, Shai. So, Shai it's called in sick today from work to just watch these YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> right? Nice. Sundance. You were at Sundance. How was that? It was so fun. I mean, I had never been. The last time I've gone to like a huge film festival like that where, you know, I'm running into like Daisy Ridley and (laughs) Jimmy Simpson and like these people that I like admire so much on the street. And it was Toronto Film Festival 2003. So, you know, it's been a minute. It was a big, it's been a minute and it was a big deal for me. And I, I, you know, I brought my partner and um, me and Melanie Chandra, who played Jess Minder and Arden Marine, who played uh, Shelly. We got like an Airbnb together near Park City, um, like right near downtown. And we just did all the things that, that you do at Sundance, mostly going to uh, lodges 
uh, like branded lodges and getting uh, some swag. Uh, we got a bunch of like Shea Moisture hair and skin products, which was great. <laughs> Lovely. Um, yeah, it was so fun. I mean, like, yeah. And then, and then the day of the premiere, we were carted around from, you know, IMDb to Hollywood Reporter to Getty to all of these um, media outlets to do press for the film, which was so so fun. Um, definitely exhausting, but but really fun. Um, we like each brought outfit changes, which was really. <laughs> a lot especially like walking around in the snow and it was truly freezing um but yeah I mean it was it was just a blast and it was like a big old family reunion because we really did like love each other and have so much fun making it and I think that a lot of the heart of the film comes from when people are watching it go oh they're having so much fun like you can right. tell the love right. is you know in the recipe um of the movie uh, when you're watching it, you can definitely tell we were having a blast, having a hard time keeping a straight face most <laughs> of the time. Um, I mean, there were moments where <laughs> Andrew was directing and starring in it uh, and wrote it and edited it. He wore many, many hats. Um, but he was literally directing uh, in the Onyx outfit as Andrew. And he would be like, okay, everybody good? Yeah, all right. And three two, one, I don't know. And he would like <laughs> drop right into character, like so seamlessly that we were like, are you okay? Like he, <laughs> he's so good at just like seamlessly dipping in and out of director and Onyx. Um, but it was like truly, truly so cool to watch. And like, you know, if there is a world in which I end up directing one of my own projects, I learned so, so much from watching oh, him work. That's, that's so cool. That's, that's, that's amazing. So, Onyx, The Fortuitous, Talisman of Souls. Everyone will be hearing about this all the time, our listeners, but mm -hmm. buy it. Um, our, our, our official rating system on Friday Night Movie is buy, rent, or meh. Um, so a movie's either a buy, a rent, or a meh. For me, this is 100% buy. Loved it. I mean, and we know it's a buy because, and I can show you the the, the text. As Shai's watching it, he's like live texting me and Lily every time he gets more and more excited about how much he loves an element in the movie. So very yeah. sincerely, this I had a couple of friends doing true. that too. True. While they were watching it, they were like I, live texting you, me. Oh, he's getting yeah. like oh progressively, God, yeah, yeah, he's getting progressively <laughs> more excited. He's like, <laughs> I was only final. able to see. I was able to see a clip of it online, not, not obviously the film, but a clip of it. And just the clip that I saw, um, where is it with his, uh, Bartok, Bartok is coming his? back yeah. from the dead. Yeah. Right. When he's coming back from the dead, just that clip. And I was like, this is exactly L what I want this to be. Lily's I, husband, I Lily's husband watches real horror. I mean, comedy horror is the best kind, but Lily's husband makes her watch every terrifying. He loves the like non-American. It's cultural. Car is like a really big deal here. Like people they, like horror films as a genre is just like culturally very important here. Like my yeah. when my husband's family gets together, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, they 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 get together and like where somebody else might watch like an action movie or rom or, or comedy or something or like a They're family like, movie. Yeah, a family their movie. idea of a family Cheaper movie by is, the that movie, is that movie like Orphan. Or, or like yeah, like or something. kills the family. Or like something. Orphan yeah, like is like one of my family's movies. Like we, we <laughs> I love, love that and, movie. You and I watched that hang. movie because of. I love that movie. I will never be the same after I saw that movie. That movie is. I love that I mean, movie. As a result, I think it's good. Seared into my brain. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, but yeah, this this genre is perfect, and I can't wait to see the whole thing. I'm sure it's excellent. Let's go back to where it all started for for us, Rivka. Let's talk about Muna, greatest band in the world, greatest greatest band in the world. They they have a great shirt that says greatest band in the world. But how did you find out about them? Lily, Becky, and I have all seen them. Becky and I have seen them. Twice? I've seen them three times. Three Becky's times? seen I've them seen twice. Them um, we are we are fans. Huge just fans. doing some of the most beautiful, amazing music and visual storytelling. There, and I will say, at their show, at the second show that we saw specifically, because it was the nine thirty club show, yeah, the crowd, their fans are just like fantastic fans it has yeah, been so long since like, i've been to a feral show. fans their fans They're are like feral like, i love them i so love much. it i love um, it yeah i fell into the Mooniverse through katie actually I, I i knew katie she's she was one of my first friends when i moved out to los angeles and i had no idea she was a musician when we met i had no idea she was in this band and then i heard the band separately and then i like looked them up and i was like oh katie <laughs> um, it's like a very LA thing to happen. I'm not one of those LA bitches who will like enter a conversation with what do you do? Like, I don't right, think that's cool. Right. Um, and when I first moved here, I was actually like shocked and like kind of turned off by that. Um, I like to get a, to know a person like without kind of knowing what industry they're in or like what they're, uh, what they have like, to offer you. you know, what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like wh- how mm-hmm. many followers they have. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Honestly, um, we know that because you did our show. So thank you. We really. <laughs> I love podcasts. I mean, I love listening to them. Um, anytime my friends are on a podcast, like I listen to it because it gives me something to do for, you know, 20 to 60 minutes. And they're great. Well, we're know, very grateful. Uh, something <laughs> great to do while you're on the treadmill, you know, right. um, or going for a walk or whatever. But anyway, um, yeah. And, and I've just, uh, I've gone to see, I haven't seen one of their like full band shows. I've, I've seen them, uh, I've done, I've seen them play acoustic at Amoeba, uh, record store. Um, I I went to, yeah, yeah. It was so cool. It was like on the day they announced that it was happening and I texted Katie. I was just like, yo, like that sounds so cool. And she was just like, yeah, I'll get you on the list. Bring whoever you want. And, and like me and a couple of my friends, like just, watch them play like an unplugged set and it was so sweet so but cool. yeah the fans were feral i mean the line was around the block and like the, all the angry uh queers were like looking at me really really mean when they saw me like walk to the front of the line or like, you can't cut and i was like oh don't worry like i'm you know i'm the list i'm with and the band some yeah i'm with the band i had to be like really uh, i was humbled by <laughs> and some queer non-binary people on that day um uh but it, it ended up being so so fun um but yeah I, I just i do think they are the greatest band in the world they like really mean it and they really are um uh, they I rock love they rock, they rock so hard and I, i'm 43 so i'm old my mind is closing as the days go on right so it's hard for like someone old i think to get into new well, bands. you're also a musician i want to okay. say you won't say yeah. it but i'm gonna say because i you're embarrassed or whatever but i'm gonna say you're a musician and you're very picky about what um, you listen to so Muna, there's also that we, uh, we, i don't know i would beg to differ i feel like it listens just so much stuff i'm like what is this stop <laughs> making me listen to jethro tall not happening <laughs> So we went to see you have a, you have a Bleachers, <laughs> which I would say, as three siblings, Bleachers is our current 
band. Yeah. Like this is the, our sibling the, band. Finds the three of us. The Jack. We can all agree on. It's a band so we, went, we all agree so, on. So we all we went to see Bleachers, and it was the first. It was really the around the first time we'd seen each other since the pandemic. All yeah, it was like we two years we hadn't. Went seen to see Bleachers, and Muna was added to the bill for that show. And In Philadelphia you know, opening yeah. acts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the first. I thought we up, were at the wrong show because <laughs> an opening oh. act normally just like you know warms up the crowd. Nobody's listening. Waiting for the show to start, but and, and then with it by the by the second half of the second song, us included, everybody is up standing. I, I was like, and are we at the right venue? This was it was wild. It was, they're so it was, good. It was like seeing the, the their stage it. presence is so good. Their their music videos are insane. Videos. I mean, Ali, love... we should shout out to Ali Panko. Is that did I pronounce her name right? By the way, I'm. I've been saying thank you. Thank the you. Liquid you. I have no idea. Ali Pankyu, <laughs> Ali Pankyu, I think has made some of the best music videos since the golden age of storytelling music, music videos in the 90s. I agree. Chiffon, I mean, yeah, Silk Chiffon, Girl, uh, what I want. What I want. Um and uh the the horror, oh my shout gosh. out to my friend Megan Stalter who's also in the What uh, I Want video. Oh. Um uh, I just did a show with her the other night. We love her. Becky and should, we all I, we, we are big fans. Uh, huge fans. Yeah. Monster yeah, I uh I played her ex in a bit on stage the other night and it was really, really fun. We we had a good old time. Um and and just like speaking of music videos, you have your own music video. <laughs> yes. And and then music like comedy songs and the whole other, I would say career than your movie career and um not just as a musician but like to write music comedy is an extraordinary i mean it's a huge talent that you need to have and your songs are so funny and very well sung they're great pop songs and so how do you i don't know find the time or could you tell us a little bit about like how your pull push and pull with that versus film yeah, I mean, I've been, it's funny that you bring it up because I've been uh, working on new material. The, you know, the stuff that I have out there currently is pre pandemic writing. Mm-hmm. And the world has changed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I have fully, fully transcended into like <laughs> my next evolution as like, I feel like I'm not yet in my Charizard phase, but I'm definitely like in the. <laughs> That's a Pokemon part. thing, Lily yeah. and Becky. I I have a six year old. I know that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know. More I'm somewhere between you know the the Charmeleon and the, the next <laughs> and the Charizard. But um, yeah, I've like leveled up into becoming this like hot lesbian icon. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> with like a strong emphasis in like mental health awareness. Um, And I started writing musical comedy in like right out of college. I mean, I was writing it in college too, because I was in this musical sketch group and I took musical improv conservatory at second city in Chicago. And in the musical sketch group, um, it, it was called Cupid has a heart on. It was like all dick jokes. It was run by this like horrible, horrible man. Um, and because my writing was, um, a little too feminist, like, uh, my numbers would often get cut from the show. And so what I would do is repurpose those as solo pieces and perform them at 
other venues and eventually got hired by Second City to write a couple of reviews with them. Um, and like, you know, that was kind of like a nice, like big fuck you to <laughs> Brian Posen. I'll say his name, Brian Posen from Stage 773 uh, in Chicago. And I, I have no problem saying his name. He knows. He fucking knows that, what he did. This is the other Brian Posen. This is not, not Brian Posen. Not Brian yeah. Posen. Because I, one of our dear friends, uh, Leah, whose show I was on talking about Onyx uh, yesterday, two days ago. Um, who's also in, who, who's, in Chicago. Who's a stand-up comedian herself, who's from Chicago, yeah. who's from part of the scene. When that news broke, she was very adamant to make sure everyone knew which Brian Posen was yes. the one that was yeah, doing the same. terrible things. <laughs> yeah. No, she's also I, I, was, I was also there for that. Uh, like, like, cause we, you know, Brian Posen didn't do anything. He's great. Um, <laughs> but Brian Posen uh, is, yeah, he, he ran and operated a company called stage seven, seven, three. Um, and was one of the program heads at second city. And he was like a, uh, uh, serial, uh, student fucker, um, you know, uh, misogynistic, racist, homophobic, transphobic fucker. And I had the pleasure of uh, being on one of his sketch teams for years where, you know, he was like, oh, can you change that line and make it sluttier? Or like, oh, say something about you being a lesbian in that one when I wasn't like really out yet, like stuff like that. And, and, you know, ultimately I walked away and then he was like, Oh, of course you would. You have a big ego anyway. And I'm like, hilarious. Um, and I started just using, you know, the stuff that was cut from our show, um, that I wrote, um, that was deemed too feminist or, you know, too dark. (laughs) Um, uh, and, and performing it at open mics and, and alt comedy shows, (laughs) variety shows in Chicago. And, ended up really loving that for me. Um, and, and I went on bring the funny with one of my, uh, songs that was deemed too feminist for, um, Cupid has a heart on and, uh, Chrissy Teigen and Keenan Thompson told me how smart it was and how, you that know, Jeff awesome. Foxworthy, nice. even Jeff Foxworthy was even like, yeah, I love that. Like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't make it past the first episode, but you know, like, uh, you know, that was like a nice, like it felt very good. That, to have that's that. awesome. So we know we yeah. only got a couple minutes left and we want to ask you some of your own movie taste questions. So the first question I want to ask you is what is a question you want to know to identify people's movie tastes. Like my question is always, what is your favorite music movie moment? Mine is that thing you do when they first hear their song for the first time on the radio. That just blows my mind every time. Um, But what's a question you want to ask people about movies or uh, you can say television too. um, Yeah. I always ask people like who, what character they first saw themselves in. Like for me, it was Matilda. Oh, for me, it oh, was definitely Matilda. I so I, like, I go, who was your Matilda? Um, that that was a question that I used to ask on my podcast, which is now taking a, a two-year hiatus. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, you got a lot of other things. Uh, you got a lot of movies a, and music. Got, to yeah, make. you got a lot of yeah, stuff. That is such a great. Going on. That's such That's a, great a great question. question. I think it opens people up to talk about themselves too in a way that they wouldn't normally. Um, um, talk about themselves right. um so yeah that's very revealing i've had so mm. many so many great answers like somebody said amanda Bynes and she's the man um you know oh, uh, i love that movie <laughs> people, uh, 
Oh yeah. She's one of mine too. She's like one of my Matildas, not necessarily. And she's the man, but definitely on all that. And the Amanda show. Um, I mean, I always dreamed of having the Rivka show, you know, (laughs) and I did. I mean, in college, one of my, like, one of my uh, final projects for my senior year was like a half hour of just like me doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do, Um, which is like the perfect avenue for all of my, you know, different things that I can do. Um, There were like video elements that I directed and and wrote and started. And there were sketch elements and song elements and musical theater covers, like, and, and fleet and like one random, like Fleetwood Mac number. I had everybody in my department who played guitar um, come on stage with me and we sat in, in like a pyramid uh, formation and um, we played landslide and we all kind of just sang it and harmonized and played guitar together. It was, it was truly beautiful. Um, But yeah, um, Amanda Bynes and Matilda and Jim Carrey for me, Um, obviously like uh, uh, anyone Filipino, (laughs) anyone queer and Asian, um, a recent uh, Matilda of mine is uh, Joe Butabaki from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. Steph Shu, the mm-hmm. Oscar nominated Steph Shu, who we Shue. fucking right. love. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw myself in her character a lot too. Um, because I, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, queer Asian folks out there who have had their parent introduce their partner as their friend uh right. <laughs> to another right. person and right. it's like oh, like the sting of that right. um yeah but who are okay so i like i like your question though shy let me think of what my oh, your best is. Moment. um i mean fuck the meatloaf moment in onyx was so good but that's like <laughs> but i can't say something i can't say a movie that i was in you totally oh, you could. Can. You totally. Uh, you you yeah. probably have <laughs> been the musical moment for a lot of people in the world. So that's pretty. Cool. This is this one's kind of basic, but I just I fucking love the um, moment in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen when <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's auditioning for the School Musical and she's singing the song by her favorite band. Um, and she, the piano, um, the, the, the director of the musical is played by Carol Kane and she comes uh, in and she like uh. gets on the piano and Carol Kane's like rocking out on the piano. <laughs> it's like, and she's like wearing this like Nana, like big, big, crazy theater teacher glasses with uh. like insane, like Brillo pad hair. Huh? Um, <laughs> she looks ridiculous, but when she, when she's all into it, that like, um, that is a, a one of my favorite music great moments for that is amazing all right i know the song word for word too (laughs) you can probably behind some doors people are waiting to sparkle don't move on like it's just so (laughs) all of my honestly i was thinking of three different movie music moments and all of them involved Lindsay Lohan like one of them was Jingle Bell Rock from Mean go, Girls oh, the other one so was uh, uh, Take Me Away from Freaky Friday I honestly oh, think yeah. it's just I think it's just Lindsay Lohan it might be so before we go where can people support Gianna um, 
Gianna.movie, correct? I got it right this mm-hmm. time. Gianna, Gianna.movie. Um, uh, and where are you in the campaign? Because, right, isn't this, isn't this like a big moment of crowdfunding that's happening? Because you've because people think that, oh, you give money to a movie to make the movie, and like that's the end of making the movie. But that's just the like making beginning. The, the beginning part. Nope. Yeah, we uh, we did raise over $35,000, which Amazing. our goal was $35,000 on Seed and Spark, which was great. Um, we do need more. Um, <laughs> making movies is expensive and unforeseen circumstances happen. Like sometimes your COVID officer gets COVID. How evil and demonic <laughs> is that? Uh, <laughs> and we, um, we've definitely still got quite a bit of post-production to get through and once that's done and we have the cut we have to submit our film to festivals and that can get expensive so if you'd like to sponsor our festival um, submission you can just email me directly Um, my email is r-i-v-k-a-h-m-g-m-t at gmail.com it does go to my assistant but then it goes to me so Well, we are so honored and thrilled that you joined the family today. Thank you so much. Thank you're you. stuck with us now. Yeah. Um, uh, but Thanks I guess so you're, you already kind of had us, but you're stuck with us for, you know, now that you've met us. Um, uh, for all of our listeners, you can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie. Lily and Becky are at FNM Sisters. I'm Pancake for Table, as usual. Uh, the theme music which Rivka unfortunately won't get to hear now because I have to put it in and post myself, uh, is by (laughs) What Does It Eat? And again, a huge thank you to the incredibly talented Rivka Reyes, star of the upcoming uh, incredible short, Gianna. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me.